It's the Tim Cornwall Show with Joe Santorsa. Bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's your host, Tim Cornwall. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 680 of the Tim Cornwall Show for Sunday, January 8th, 2023. It is the new year, and I'm joined on the show once again by my co-host, co-producer, and resident Photoshop expert, the one, the only, Joe, at Marnus3. How are you, Joe? I'm doing fine, Tim. Glad that to be That would back. be at Marnus3 on the Mastodon. Mastodon, <laughs> yes. At Tim Cormall on the Mastodon, because I am no longer on the Twitter. <laughs> I said, Chaos on Bullshit Mountain! <laughs> and deleted my account. <laughs> also joining us, Kathy. Kathy Larkin from Kathy from the West Coast. How are you, Kathy? Yeah. Well, a little waterlogged. Yeah, your atmospheric river. Just a river. little. <laughs> Our atmospheric rivers are, they keep coming. Uh, we have, I can see a tiny little bit of sun, but there's black right behind it. <laughs> so the next the next round is coming in, so we should have rain for another three days. All right, all right. And from the left, or from uh, North Carolina, T. Brown, how are you, T.? Fabulous, fabulous, sir. And the weather is holding up. It's only 55, but that's okay. Better than 30. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, We finally got to see a little sunlight this week, this last week. So after that awful cold snap, (laughs) it was minus 25 wind chill. Oh. (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't leave the house for days. (laughs) It was crazy. Oh, no, no. Well, that's what we've been listening to is rushing wind outside. We've had like 50-mile-an-hour gusts. Yes, yes. So, T, what's happening down North Carolina way? Uh, So far, everything's quiet, and you know it's always quietest before crap hits the fan. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What a week, right? (laughs) Well, I've got very little to say about that other than, um, hey, we now have a speaker in name only. That's we'll right. see how long he lasts. Someone already set up the head of lettuce cam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I stuck that little meme up this morning. <laughs> yes. <sighs> oh my gosh. Oh my. I say he'll. I say he'll last until he is. I think what's going to take him down is when he is forced to put to to get Democrats to help him raise the debt ceiling That's right. in, in order to avoid crashing. The, the world economy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's when they'll take him down. So, because yeah. those, those 20 want nothing more than than to default on the debt. They're the chaos group. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Anyways, yep. so what else, T? It was an exciting week. <laughs> or hilarious, watching Kevin McCarthy lose over and over. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about Groundhog Day. Yes. Really? And match slap. <laughs> yeah, what it was I Oh him. my God. Fondling what one of Herschel Work Walker's male campaign workers. <laughs> campaign staffers. <laughs> Took him out to a bar. Fed him drinks and then he was driving him home and then he reached over and started fondling his junk. <laughs> Yeah, I saw a headline. He was fondling what? What was what was the uh, what, what? Now, 
how did this all come about? Because I saw the headline and I didn't didn't read it all. I didn't read it at all because it said Matt Schlapp. So I, well, I just went over. So yeah. Matt, so Matt Schlappy, as you know, is the guy who runs. Um, yeah, I know. What, what's the what's the thing? CPAC. The guy who runs CPAC, right? So right. suppose and he's married to uh, to somebody who was in the. Uh, He's married to somebody who was in the Trump administration, wasn't um, wasn't she? Probably, probably, yes. Yes. But um, supposedly, one of uh, a guy who was a, a campaign worker for, or a campaign staffer for Herschel Walker's campaign. Apparently, they went out for drinks, and Matt Schlapp, They went to a couple of bars, and Matt Schlapp bought him drinks, and then he was giving Matt a ride home, and Matt reached over and started fondling the gentleman's genitals. <laughs> The family jewels. The family jewels. <laughs> so the campaign staffer has apparently come out and told uh, one of the news I outlets. I found it. I found it. I was looking for the article. I found it. Oh, boy. Which was Good it, one. Was it Gawker? I forget. Who uh, this is Rolling Stone. Oh, Rolling Stone. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm liable to believe them. <laughs> Yeah. So, I don't know about the others. That and then we had Ali Alexander called uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene a hoe, <laughs> skank. <laughs> oh, 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 the infighting! The infighting was just hilarious. I was like, <laughs> yes, oh. so much fun. When I heard that, I was like, what? 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 <laughs> I think Kenny Kenny Pick had had a drop. We used to do on the old show called "Let Them Fight." Let them fight from, from Fight yeah, Club. Let them fight You're from right. Fight Club. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to say that. Let him go when uh, Matt Gates almost got him himself clocked. Oh my god! It really was. <laughs> really, little just, Benny Hill, right? Just watching him <laughs> vote over no, and over no, no. and over. Oh, but T, what else? So, we'll tell people where they can check you out. Uh, you can check me out over on Twitch, T Brown one zero five five, or Spotify Conversation Tea Time with T. All right, thank you, T. Kathy, what's happening out on the left coast? Oh, other than the the storming and stuff like that, we're our our um, trifecta of diseases is down. Wow, I'm that's amazed. surprising. I, you know, it's, it's a week after uh, New Year's, and that's surprising uh, because this new XBB one variant, Omicron yeah. variant, they're saying is blowing up on the on the uh, East Coast. Yeah, so they're well, they're saying the I'm next, not there. <laughs> the next few weeks are going to be real bad. Yeah, probably well, hospitals overrun and everything. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I it's the same old, same old uh, goings on, except that. We've got rushing water in certain streets. Uh, the whole coastline is a mess. The Gosh. beaches, it's they're full of debris and you know down trees and broken piers and and houses you know with things in their their front rooms that they didn't expect. Wow! Um, because of, there are people that live right on that water, and uh, you know what? I've been saying this all my life. I you know the ocean is too close. To live that low. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and Capitola and, and Seacliff Beach and places like that, they are right on the water. And when the high tide comes in with wind and everything else, it's awful. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, you got that atmospheric river thing. Right. And Hopefully. It, it, we've got a lot of little streams. I live by a little stream. Uh, it It's not affected by the rain that happens here. It's affected by what happens up in the Los Gatos Hills. Right. Well, and then the thing is, is I mean, we saw last last fall that the Colorado River was basically dried up. <laughs> and Well, yeah, but that's south, remember. Uh, yeah, we're talking about um Yeah, but that's such an important north. I mean that's such an important water source for the whole West Coast. Uh, well, sure. Uh, yeah, for so. it's an important water source for Southern California. Exactly. And for Arizona and any place that needs irrigation. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully this uh this will help restore that river. So uh, yeah, well, I'm it's up. Uh they said that the drought is better. Mm-hmm. But it's not resolved. Did Sacramento? Yeah. I, I heard Sacramento was going to get blizzard conditions. Did they get hit? Uh, I don't think they got blizzard. They got a lot of rain, just uh, like everybody else. Maybe it didn't get as cold as they were thinking first. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. But you know, they're close to uh, the Sierras. They're closer to the Sierras than I am. Yeah. Well, the Friday before Ooh. the Friday before Christmas, it was minus twenty five wind chill here in Pittsburgh, and the oh. following week. Oh. Weekend of New Year's, it was almost 70 degrees. <laughs> oh, that's insane. Our, we haven't gotten that warm. Yeah. I mean, I think it was in the low 60s, low to mid, low to mid 60s here Jeez. on New Year's well, we, Day. We're staying in the 50s. Unbelievable. Joe, so how cold? It's just really, you know, one from one year to the next, you just don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, we're kind of on a seven-year cycle. We get dry, 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 dried up, and then it rains like a son of a gun. Hmm. And uh, this is this is the time. I don't know if it's going to do it again next year. Can't go that far in advance, um, unfortunately, but you just can't do it. We'll probably go back and do the dry thing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, I wish you the best, and tell people where they can check you out. Oh yeah, I'm still I'm still on the Twitter, but I you know I barely look at it. I get a lot of solicitation now, so I'm just about ready to drop completely off of it. And I'm on Mastodon and uh, Facebook. At Let's remember to never forget is still uh, my major uh, place that I that I deal with because I have to deal with a whole page. Yeah, so I have to to watch what goes on. I get a lot of nonsense in there too so oh well but anyway they can look me up there <laughs> and i i pop up every now and then somewhere else but all right well thank you kathy and welcome joe. thank you for having me so joe how cold did it get up in scranton when we had that that storm come through before right before christmas uh it was about i think we hit four below yeah that's about what it was here but what was your wind chill the wind chill was like 20 some below. Yeah. It's about the same as here, I guess. Oh god. Here in Pittsburgh. So. Yeah. And then New Year's Day, what was it? <laughs> New Year's Day. <laughs> New Year's Day was like 80. <laughs> right. Oh, brother. Like, we were all planting the palm trees. <laughs> right. Did you get the Christmas decorations down outside? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we have another Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, I mean on Monday, um January 2nd, because they come, we have the place where we bought our Christmas tree, or the tree is like eight feet tall, mm-hmm. and it's uh, 
it weighs about 400 tons. And there's no way that I can put that tree up myself. <laughs> so luckily, the uh, the place where we bought it, they have a service where they have their guys come out and put the tree up and then take it down. That's nice. <laughs> so we had them, yeah, we, well, there's no way I could put that tree, there's no way I could pick that tree up, <laughs> let alone put it up. And uh, anyway, for what we paid for it, they should do it for free. Right. Is it, a, but, uh, is it one of those stow and grow ones? I don't know which. The I'm one, not familiar uh, with those. The stow and grow ones are the ones that you, when you unpack it, it has like a button you press and the tree like goes up. Oh no 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 <laughs> no! Oh. Then, then they wouldn't have to come and put it up. <laughs> no, it's it's just a a, a four part pre lit tree. It's beautiful. It's great. We paid about ten thousand dollars for this <laughs> ridiculous price. Oh, but but um. The place where we bought it, they 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 come and put it up, and then they come and take it down. And we always schedule our to put it up like the week of Thanksgiving, and then to take it down the day after day after New Year. <laughs> so this year it was January third. So we I had Monday. It was really nice. It was like in the mid fifties, almost sixty. So I took all my outside decorations down, all the inside decorations down. And they came down and took down the tree on Tuesday, so all right. we're all unchristmased. I I have yet to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Our house still looks like Santa threw up on it. So, <laughs> well, you can leave it until until four months pass, and then you'll have lots of time. Yeah. I read somewhere where the the um, the default date is April first. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fool's day, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, my my neighbor keeps his decorations up all year round, and I think he has the right idea because he never has to worry about putting them up or taking them down. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he, just, he puts them up in in July and leaves them there. Yeah. Well, well what, the him. good deal is that you can get LED lights that change color, and you can do them accordingly. You can have white for general principles, mm-hmm. and then you can put up green for St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I do in my front yard. Yep. <laughs> and we also have this big thing we put around our door. It also weighs about four tons. So there's me and Barb with like a winch <laughs> trying to get this thing up over the oh, door. Oh, sounds and like I, a lot. Yeah, we we do. We're you know, there's the local uh, local weatherman here. He's he's really funny. He's he should have been a stand-up comedian. Anyway, he he had a he had a theme all Christmas time, starting in Thanksgiving, over and under. He called it. It was the over decorators and the under decorators, and he had people send in pictures of their over decorating and of their under decorating. <laughs> and uh, we turned in the over decorating uh, category. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm an under decorator because all I have are bells on my door. Oh, hmm. some people just put uh, a twig of holly. And and their their uh, chandelier. <laughs> that was go. it. <laughs> well, my cat would be in it, so I don't. I don't even. She doesn't care, and I don't really care because I leave and go to families. And actually, I walked in and I missed their tree because they downsized too. <laughs> I saw no no lights or anything. I saw a clip of Carol Burnett. Uh, from over the holidays when she was Mrs. The Wiggins. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and she walks in and she goes, she says to, to Mr. Dudball, she says, They were out of uh they were out of mistletoe, so I got broccoli. 
<laughs> At least you could eat it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. But anyway, uh, yeah, things are calm up here in Scranton. Um, you know, we have a, a, a an, our, the Central City Expressway going into Scranton has been renamed Joe Biden Way. Ooh, yay. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. And I, I posted something on Mastodon yesterday for Kevin McCarthy because I don't know if you're familiar with the the story of uh, Ferris of Empress uh, who uh, inflict he, he was the uh, the king of Empress and he which is right across from the boot in Italy and during Roman times he tried to battle the Romans and everything and he won a few victories but to what cost they you know that he lost so many men that they and I, I said you know you should take Kevin you should take a, a, a little word from Plutarch who wrote of Ferris in his uh, works because he said he said of Ferris take it from me if you are victorious in one more battle you shall be utterly ruined <laughs> and nobody left. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. <laughs> and that's that's exactly. And I posted it on. Uh, I posted it on uh, Mastodon. I post a little. I'll have to post it in our our messages here. But um, I love those old those old ancient. Well, in, in college, have... I was in college. I was forced to take a course on Plutarch. So, well, Plutarch <laughs> is a good one. I I studied a lot of um, uh, Greek art history, lots of it. And I, my um, the, the main faculty there, his his specialty was in ancient uh, literature. So you can imagine how many quotes I heard. <laughs> right? Oh well, art. <laughs> yeah, art. <laughs> Our guy was like as old as Plutarch, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, um, you know, if you don't know the story of Pyrrhus, he, he, uh, he marched against the armies of, of Rome. He, he won two big battles, but incurred such, uh, casualties. He, that had, he had nobody no, left. He yeah. had no army left. He had right. nothing. And uh, as a result, um, he went back, and uh, they were. And like I said, Plutarch wrote of him. He said, "Some more such victories, and you shall be utterly ruined." <laughs> right. <laughs> it's after. too bad McCarthy wasn't smart enough to slip those guys Mickey's after they made those requests. Right. <laughs> and that's you know. the. That's the. Um, that's where they get the, the word. If you ever hear the expression Pyrrhic victory. Yes. That's what that was. A Pyrrhic victory. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, you can find me on Mastodon. And if I find that uh, link, I'll, I'll post it for you. All right. <laughs> At Marnus3 on the Mastodon, Joseph Santorza on the Facebook, and uh, I am there. Tim, and I am Tim Cormall on, on the – oh, there it is. <laughs> On the uh, on the um, Mastodon and the Facebook and the uh, Instagram. So, but I am no longer on the Twitter. So, and I'll tell you the story of what happened quickly. <laughs> but let me just say this, Tim: you did not burn the bridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, did you? Well, I mean, 
when I say burn the bridge, once you disable your account, right, you have thirty days to re-enable it, right. But all your followers and followings are gone. So if you re-enable it, you start from scratch. <laughs> well, mine were disappearing as it was. So, yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter. So I was uh, um, on the Friday before New Year's. I sent out my follow Fridays to that I've been doing for years. And some jerk that I don't follow, out of the blue, started attacking me, calling me a loser and all kinds of other things. And then he started attacking our good friend Allie, Watergate Summer. Oh and she, no! And she had because she had tweeted about that the that the pandemic's not over to get your bivalent booster, and he basically went off and blamed her for the pandemic and said that people getting boosted is why, or getting the, the getting the vaccine is why we're still in the pandemic and blah 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 blah. Oh, and what then, an idiot! And then I just said, you know what? That's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done with this. I don't need. To, I don't. I don't need to put up with this. <laughs> I don't need to be. Yeah, about this. he's so wrong. Well, and, and, and we don't and, need this and anymore. This, I didn't even. Have, I don't even follow this guy. Who was this jerk? I have no idea. He was a troll. Yeah. So I just said, you know what? That's or it. a bot. I just went in and said, um, posted a tweet of me deleting uh, the Twitter app on my phone. <laughs> 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 Took a screenshot of it and posted it. It was my yeah. last. That was bye my. Bye. La- that was my last tweet. <laughs> and then I went in in my web browser and disabled the account. <laughs> And there it goes. And there it goes. Yeah. So, no See, longer. See, you did it much cleaner than I did. <laughs> I just, I just. Threw, yeah, you, you did a, you I did a naughty and left gasoline <laughs> on the bridge and threw a match on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> T, were and you I on, think that's fine. T, were you on one of the shows where Joe read his final tweet? Yes, and I loved it. It was yeah. a <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, and you know what, to be honest with you, I mean, I like Mastodon so much better anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's some cool things that Twitter did that Mastodon doesn't do, but it's almost identical. Uh, The one thing you can't do is the quote tweet, Um, but I heard they're talking about maybe implementing that feature. Um, But but the other thing I like about the Mastodon is that nobody owns it. (laughs) Right. You know, it's, it's like the internet. It's a bunch of people running servers that talk to each other. There's no corporate corporate overlords. The server administrators on each server moderate the content. They'll suspend accounts if someone gets harassing. Oh, and yeah, and the other thing I read is apparently like some of the right wingers uh, that are like the trolls. <laughs> like they tried setting up their own Mastodon servers, and when they linked up and started sending out stuff, all of the other server administrators decoupled the <laughs> the federation and cut them off. <laughs> Good. Off the network. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to put up with that. That's stuff right. Anymore. That's right. That's one of the reasons I like. And also, the other thing about the Mastodon over there is everybody is so civil and nice. You know, I mean, and and people are encouraged to, if you post an image, to put a description of the image for the visual impaired. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just a great community of people. It right. is just yeah yeah. There's no people, no trolls. Yeah. So, by the way, Tim, did you buy a copy of the January sixth report? I, I have it. did not because, oh. quite frankly, well, I did. I did, but I want to show you everybody that's here the the cover of the book I bought. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is an audio podcast. You have to describe this image. <laughs> well, it's basically a. a, a, a 
a uh, police lineup. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Basically, uh, with uh, with uh, such luminaries as um, uh, Jim Jordan, <laughs> um, a naked <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> God Almighty! Uh, a, a perplexed Rudy Giuliani, as usual. Yeah, yes. So what else is new? And yep. his ex-chief of staff. What's his name? His ex-chief of staff. Mark Meadows. Yes. Mark Meadows. Mark Meadows yeah. <laughs> yeah, holding up numbers. Oh. And in, everybody's in an orange orange uh, jumpsuit except uh, except the uh, emperor, no, emperor, the emperor with no. Well, the, the lineup from the the uh, insurrectionist caucus. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We got all those guys. So get rid of those. Oh my! You might have the house again. That's right. That's right. You know that could happen. I mean, yes, five I seats. Know. You know. You know. If Jack Smith indicts Scott Perry, <laughs> oh, and uh, a few of those other Jordan, ones. Jordan, Jordan is is another one that's you know should be done. Yeah, but I mean, if the, of course they're from districts that they could easily, you know. Yeah, reelect Republicans, but but I'm telling you, if if in the last Congress there were 17 members of Congress that didn't stay for the whole term, now mind you, a few of those were people who left to be in Biden's cabinet, um, you know, like uh, Deb Haslam and and uh, Marsha right. Marsha, what's her name at HUD, I think Fudge Fudge uh, yeah. Fudge, but and, uh, oh. but yeah, I Fudge. mean, but I mean, look, you had the the. The guy from uh, from Alaska, the congressman, Don, whatever his name was, was there for like 50 years. Mm-hmm. He died. And and now they have a Democrat. Yep. And then you, the well, and now we have the special election in the Richmond area in Virginia because the the congressman that won the election in November passed away from colon cancer a week after, right. after the election. You know, so, I mean, things can happen. I'm not wishing bad things on anybody, but. Uh, yeah, but. But, but you know what? Stuff- you know, stuff happens. But my question is, so, so I guess this whole thing to, with the motion to vacate the chair, <laughs> the Democrats could use it if they take the majority. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah, because the rules belong to everybody. Actually, if you think of it, every morning after the chaplain's prayer, they could open the session with a motion, motion, to, motion vacate. to vacate the chair. <laughs> and they'd have to stop and take a, a Take a roll call, and hopefully, and hopefully on a Monday or a Friday when nobody's there. <laughs> right, <laughs> that uh, would be awesome. Yeah. You know, there there's some sly people over there on the 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 left hand side of the room. You know that that you know they're set they're they're facing the the desk, the left hand side. They're on the right otherwise. Well, you know, um, and they were they were saying all this stuff, you know. On MSNBC about well, if the, if you know the, the Republicans appear to be really bad at counting and and if they if, if enough of them are out of the room when they're taking a vote, and then that Joaquin Jeffries could be all of a sudden elected speaker and they would be surprised. And I said, yeah, well, number one, that's not going to happen. But number two, even if it did happen, as soon as they brought the rules, you know, <laughs> passed the rules, they would have made a motion to vacate the chair and and thrown him out. <laughs> so right, you know, so. I'd be surprised if that doesn't happen on Monday. It, right. Yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna start because the nonsense well, is gonna start as it is. Well, there's already a controversy over the rules, right. you know, and like right. like. <laughs> 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 
right? <laughs> That's what every single vote's going to be. Everything that comes to the floor of the house is going to be just like that. It's going to be yep. the exact replica of what we saw this last week. And just think what? about the, the everybody's moaning and groaning about the Judiciary Committee. Well, I don't think anything's ever going to happen. I don't think they're ever going to get to committees because they're going to be fighting. Yeah. Well, I mean, this whole thing that, you know, they were fighting over over restoring, what was it, the Holman Rule? Yes. That this Holman Rule would allow them to uh, defund any particular federal employee or agency or whatever. Well, that's not going to happen because there's no way anything the House passed has to be passed by the Senate. Ain't <laughs> no way that's yeah. going to pass the Senate. So they're fighting over this, over this stupid rule, you know, <laughs> that's not going to mean anything. <laughs> because they could put the Holman rule all they want, but the minute it goes to the Senate, it's going to go into the shredder. <laughs> but what, what you're missing is that's not the point. The <laughs> point is this is all performance art. Yeah, that's it all, is definitely this, performance art. Every one of those those twenty are vying for their spot as a contributor to Fox News. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and that's it. This is performance art. It's going to be grievance politics for two years. Yep, and right. let, oh, and let's let's start out with let's start out with with talking about this this Byron Donalds. Okay, the man pleaded guilty to <laughs> to a felony in two was it two thousand. 2001, somewhere around there, of trying mm-hmm. to de- trying to defraud a bank. <laughs> and, Jeez. and he's in bed with Roger Stone. Wait, <laughs> uh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to defraud a bank. He said a woman asked him to use a credit card and she would pay him back. And then he said, I don't know why she asked for my credit card, but you gave it to her to steal from a bank. To defraud a bank. Hmm. But That's money laundering, isn't it? It was her fault, not his. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, anyway. The bitch set him up, just like Marion Barry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You remember oh. that? <laughs> oh. I didn't snort the cocaine. The bitch set me nope. up. <laughs> it walked in the room by itself. That's right. Popped up my nose. No, yeah, I fell then, out of, fell out of Donald. Our new, the news. Santos George. Santos. Oh, I was going to say the cocaine fell He's out. He's in trouble. He's in trouble <laughs> with a foreign government. <laughs> I was going to say the cocaine fell out of Donald Trump Jr.'s pocket. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh gosh. So, oh my God. And then. Oh. oh my God. And then Allie Alexander calling Marjorie Taylor Greene a hoe because <laughs> she's supporting <laughs> Kevin McCarthy's speakership. <laughs> oh God. No, no, no. Oh, wow. oh man! What a week! What a week! What a week! <laughs> but anyway, you can follow me at Tim Corma on the Mastodon and on uh, Facebook and on Instagram, and uh, that's about all I'm doing now. So, uh, <laughs> and we got a great Facebook page, Joe Rentsworth, and uh, we are broadcast on uh, Netroots Radio, six thirty a.m. Eastern and seven p.m. Eastern on Mondays. Suppose on Radio for Humans Mondays and Wednesdays at eight thirty a.m. Eastern and Tuesdays at eight p.m. Eastern. And we're also available on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. So with that, let's do the follow me. 
Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Pinterest. Follow me on Twitch. Follow me on MySpace. What the hell is MySpace? Follow me on Musical.ly. Follow me on Reddit. Follow me on the sidewalk. Follow me on the road. Follow me on WhatsApp. Follow me on Daily Motion. Follow, 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 follow. Hey, T, who's your uh, social media friend this week? <laughs> uh, yeah. At Texas.Trey, T-R-E-Y, on TickityTop. All right. He is conservative. Oh, is he? But he is very straightforward, and he is all over the GOP. (laughs) And he called trash heap. Oh wow! I'll say, I'll say. Oh, that's great. You were you were posting some great, great TikTok stuff this week. T, you had me cracking up. (laughs) Oh, I I like to have some fun, and they gave us plenty of ammunition. Yeah, I like yeah. the thing where you can you can film yourself listening to somebody else in the split mm-hmm. screen, <laughs> and then just your facial expressions. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> all right, Texas Trey, all these links will be in the show notes over at timcorma.com. And Kathy, who is your social media friend this week? Well, I chose uh, YouTube this week at Lincoln Project. Yes. Need to, uh, keep an eye on their little short takes that are under you know, probably two or three minutes. Uh, they've got some really good ones. They, I mean, they've been putting them out like mad. Whoever does their production on those things is doing a great job. Yeah. And I got to give them credit because they're the original never Trumpers. True. All right. The Lincoln project on YouTube and Joe. Well, I went with C-SPAN because they, um, they did something the National Geographic never did. They showed all week a snake eating itself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I like the uh, the ceiling cam <laughs> that looks straight down <laughs> on the house floor. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I mean, it was it was wonderful and horrifying all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that that picture of all those people down looking straight down at them looked like one of those those crazy paintings. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying I'm, to think of the I'm, artist. I, I'm thinking I, I should go on Photoshop and make a, a Gadsden flag, uh-huh. but instead of the snake coiled up, <laughs> the snake is eating itself. Right. Yes, that sounds good. <laughs> so I said, "Don't eat my tail." <laughs> right. Yeah. There is um, one. I, I did see a meme of that of the of the uh, the Gadsden snake eating itself, eating its tail. It? I saw one out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Somebody, already, beat oh. somebody beat you to it. Well, anyway. Uh, it's it's C-SPAN because there were no rules. So since there were no rules, there were no restrictions on cameras. So we got to see snakes eating themselves all week. Oh, <laughs> people yes. trying to beat each other up. And oh, that was lovely. It was yeah, lovely. It was, it well, was just lovely. And listening to Lauren Bobert, Flapper Jaws. Yes, I ran that out. That was I real actually, pleasant. I didn't know what the hell she said half the time. but I actually ran, ran out of popcorn. Can I oh, you ran this? out of popcorn? Yeah. I think I, I probably would have, you know, gotten rid of it after I ate it. Yeah, Damn. right after the show today, I'm running to the supermarket to get get about a 55-gallon drum of it. So, <laughs> Can for, I for just tomorrow. say this? Can I just say this? What the I hell? I have a brand-new bag, so I'm good. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with Stephanie Rule bringing Lauren Boebert on MSNBC? <laughs> oh, she, she, but she went after her, too. She didn't, <laughs> you know, she let her talk. But then she tra- challenged her, and uh, Bobert wasn't listening. 
Of course she wasn't. Uh, she no. never does. You know, you know she has no ability to listen. I don't know if you know this, but Stephanie Rule had to go to the eye doctor after that. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah, burned her eyes, huh? Her, her eyes got stuck behind her head. <laughs> yeah, from rolling. From rolling. Right. Yeah, like wow. me. I'm going to yeah. have to. That's probably why my glasses are no longer effective. That's By the it. way, did you did you, you see know. that? Um, Lauren Boebert's restaurant that closed. <laughs> yeah, it's taken over by a Mexican It's a restaurant. Mexican restaurant now. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, well, at least we're not, we know they're not going to, they're not going to poison like a whole group of people like right. she. Yeah, right. Ooh. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so, well, I wouldn't, you know, Joe. I wouldn't eat if her name was on it, if my life depended on it, I'd you know the other direction. Well, you know, Joe, we could have another week of C-SPAN. Showing, oh. showing, uh, no rule, no rules because uh, it they, may have, take, no rules. It they may, have no rules. It, it, we may <laughs> yeah. see a repeat of, of last week on the rules debate. On, on oh, get, well, that's what the they rules. said already. They said, "Well, we've got another week of this." Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so who knows? We might. So, all right. So, C-SPAN on the Facebook, and uh, I went with somebody on Mastodon this week. Sunday girl. She was one of the first people I followed on on Mastodon. Oh. Uh, S u n d a e. Uh, under, underscore G U R L at Mastodon social, and uh, she she is a native Washingtonian, just here for having fun. I'm hoping I'm wrong uh, about a lot of things. She her is her bio by her profile, but uh, she posted a, a photo of Brian Sicknick in the Capitol on January sixth, and she said Trump lied about a lot of things, but he didn't lie about how he could kill somebody and get away with it. Right, and I chose that because she's right. You know, she's right. She's absolutely right. And yeah. at least I mean, I was glad to see you know President Biden give the award to his parents posthumously. But but yeah, Trump is responsible for all of this. All yeah, he's of this. he is his hand, his hands are all over all of it. Yeah. So anyway, all these things will be in the show notes. Over at timcorma.com. And so yeah. uh, we were off for a couple of weeks. Yes, we were. <laughs> we thought about we were going to do a show last week um, on New Year's Day, but uh, there just wasn't anything in the news except for them talking about George Santos. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. God. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. Is he really George Santos? Right. Is that even his yeah, name? Right. <laughs> right. No, he's Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. So he can pick up the girls. Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, George Santos, please stand up. Hmm. Ah, maybe he's maybe uh, George Santos has a date with Matt Schlapp. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, oh George my would God! Would love to be a cockroach on the floor for that one. <laughs> no. Oh no! Yuck. No no. <laughs> 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 oh, but Ugh. yeah, so the so uh, what did happen over the holidays uh, was we saw the transcripts come out of the J six committee before the Republicans took Congress, and uh, man, they were they were flying out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned uh, we learned a few a few things, a few things, and uh, one was that uh, Hope Hicks uh, sucks. <laughs> And didn't care about anyone but herself, obviously. What else is new? Right. So, anyway, but... Uh, yeah, I, I have a copy of that darn thing. I You know, I got it because I wanted to see what uh, um, uh, 
Ari Melberg, he did the the, the um, forward, yeah. introduction. Yeah. And I haven't read it yet. I haven't had time. I've been too busy doing other stuff. But um, it's it's almost 700 pages. Yeah. Well, I figure we've heard it all. <laughs> we saw the hearings. Well, yeah, we've we fractionally we have. You any, should see the end notes. Yeah. Well, any, honest to God, I'd say that you know it's it's at least a third of uh, the publication are the end notes. Wow. Hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of end notes. Yeah. Well, last Sunday, uh, Adam Kinziger uh, was over on uh, Dana Bash's. State of the Union, and uh, this prediction. Do you think that President Trump ultimately will be charged for crime? Look, I mean, when I got into this, when we started this process, I didn't know, you know, I'm not a lawyer, not a Justice Department guy, didn't necessarily know, is he guilty of a crime or not? Obviously, what he did from a presidential perspective, from an oath perspective, is a problem. As we've gotten into this, I look and I'm like, yeah, if, if this is not a crime, I don't know what is. If if a president can incite an insurrection and not be held accountable, then really there's no limit to what a president can do or can't do. And so, yeah, I do, I do think ultimately when we get to where we're going to go, I think the Justice Department will do the right thing. I think he will be charged. And I frankly think he should be. I mean, everything we've uncovered from what he did with the Justice Department to everything leading up to January 6th to on January 6th, sitting there for 180 minutes and watching this occur in the hope that maybe, just maybe, that last attempt to stay in power will work. So he should be charged and convicted. That's, so that's my personal opinion. It's not from a, uh, from a lawyer or justice department. Based on the you've been collecting. Yes, and it appears, like I look at that and I go, if he is not guilty of a crime, then I, I frankly fear for the future of this country because now every future president can say, hey, here's the bar. And the bar is do everything you can to stay in power. There you go. Yep. So, you know, but I'm telling you right now, I'll believe it when I see it. I was so, I'm sorry, what was that, T? I'm tired of playing chicken. Yep. Yes, we will. No, we won't. Yes, we, yeah, right. Like, I really believed that something was going to come out of the Mueller investigation and nothing. This jerk has never been held accountable for anything. Anything. You know, Mueller had his hands tied behind his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he did not say a word one way or the other. What he said, you know, a little bit in the hearings was, you know, well, you know, I guess what you're looking at is not so hot. But yeah. uh, well, anyway, sorry, I, but he I... did have his hands tied behind his back where where um, <laughs> they don't anymore. Well, that's why he's out of office. He's he's a regular human being now. Yep, but I'll be- he's not a human being. He's a person. But I'll believe it but when I see it. I'll believe I know. It when I I, see I'll it. believe it when I see it too. But I have to have a little faith yep. in our justice system. I know uh, our AG is slow and methodical, and he's just way too slow for me. And I think he's way too slow for a lot of us. And here's the thing uh, with Mueller. I'm still pissed off that we have not gotten the complete unredacted report. I know. I agree. It's years later. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if it would make it any clearer. If you see the difference between the Mueller report and this report, from me flipping through, this new one, it reads like a novel. It reads easy. 
you don't have to go through all the mumbo jumbo that you did with the Mueller report. Yeah. Well, like I said, I would love to see handcuffs. <laughs> oh, please. The jingle, jingle, jingle. But, they can do uh, rhinestone. Like say, they can it. have baubles on them. They can do all of that stuff. But please clip them on. Oh, like I say, I'll believe it when I see it. So anyway, uh, so yeah, we talked about the Kaylee McEnany thing. I'm not going to play that clip. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Will Hurd was on with Anderson Cooper on CNN. Hurd, Congressman, good to have you here. You served alongside Kevin McCarthy in the House for many years. Should it be this difficult for such a longtime uh, congressman who's been in leadership? It shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't be this. This shouldn't be this difficult, right? This is this the the problem that we're going to see play out tomorrow at high noon on the House floor is is a problem of leadership that goes back a years, right? The fact that the Rep- Republicans in Congress haven't been able to define what the GOP stands for, right. and that we only define ourselves on the things that we don't want and the things that we don't that we hate, uh, that has what's caused this problem. That's why there was no red wave, which should have happened in 2022. Uh, this is why he has such a narrow uh, margin of effort. And, and let's be frank, if Kevin McCarthy is not able to pull this out tomorrow, he's not a martyr. This was his own doing and thinking that he could negotiate and cajole and sweet talk uh, the the far right. Um, it's just it's, it's it's not something that can be done. But you, and, but you, and, and, you, and that was done many years ago. You say it's his own doing. Why? Why? How can you say that? I mean, what what, what could he have done differently? But like by not sweet talking them, by not sure. playing, kind of playing along. Uh, one of the one of the one of the uh, the arguments that the his his opposition have is that um, playing in primaries. Well, guess what? They should have played a little bit harder. You should be working and trying to find candidates that are going to actually solve problems and do the work of the American people, and not yeah. just be bomb throwers. You got to be willing to, to pick a side and potentially um, get in, in tough races. If you would have done that in some of these races, then you're going to have people that want to actually govern and not burn the building down. Uh, you don't negotiate and, and give, make your friends and your allies hold their nose while you try to give concessions. The concessions of this, 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 this arcane parliamentary procedure called the motion to vacate. Um, this is, makes it easier to bring down the Speaker of the House. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is willing to make it easier to bring the, the, bring the Speaker down in order for him to be Speaker. Yeah. Uh, these are things that was a long time coming. And, and, and when you only think about uh, the next day and you don't think long term, this is a situation that we're getting into. And trying to overcome 14 votes is really difficult. Yeah. But I will also say I've seen a lot of crazier things happen uh, when, a, when a deadline is looming. There you go. Overcoming 14 votes. 15 minutes. Try, try overcoming 20. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because that's what we saw all week. It, was, it wasn't 14, it was 20. But, uh, yep. but, you know, I mean, the reason they got to this point is because the Republican Party has made its, has done absolutely nothing but become stunt, stunt event or stunt um, owning the lib events for Fox News, for Fox News to play and talk about. That's all they've done. That's all they've done for the last few years. You know, and also, here's, here's another thing. So one of my bosses many years ago told me, 
we were headed to the Hill for an appropriations hearing. And he told me, he said, I want you to know, uh, nothing ever happens on Capitol Hill that isn't pre-scripted. When you see these things on TV, they're all pre-scripted. And he was right. Until recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, you know, yep. and, and, and actually... Now over, you've got the Benny Hill caucus. Right. Well, and actually, you know, they were... they. I saw over the holidays, they were... You know, you know how they do thing the around New Year's they always do the you know, looking back at what happened and blah blah blah. And I saw a clip of when John McCain walked onto the Senate floor and voted no on repealing Obamacare. And when he did that, it reminded me of what that boss told me because you, you heard an audible gasp in the from the staff. Yeah, that was the most unscripted thing that ever happened. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. J six was unscripted, obviously. <laughs> uh, and and this week was the most unscripted thing, man, because nobody seemed to know what was going on, right. which is why they took vote after vote after vote after vote after vote because because that I mean nobody trusted Kevin McCarthy, nobody trusts him anymore because he. He he is lying to everybody. Oh, I'll give you the speakership if you'll vote for me. Oh, and then I'm going to give so and so down there this, you know, or, or the chairmanship, you know, of the of the whatever committee, you know, and and he's promised that chairmanship to five people to get their votes. Well, only one of them can have it. Yeah. Did you hear um, Kevin talking about uh, Washington, the Washington painting crossing the Delaware? Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that painting is not, uh, he said it was representative of what we are. You know, you don't have a, a Native American, a black man, an Irish man, and whatever else is on that boat. That didn't happen. That's an allegory. That has nothing to do with reality. Right. I know I, I posted a, I, I had another uh picture that I uh, somebody made a comment and I posted that picture it was a modern take on that boat with everybody in it including someone who was a a, a cross dresser with in high heels mm, yeah. a guy you know so um you know that's more representative of the truth mm. but uh you know in modern circumstances it doesn't have anything to do with back then you know mm. that was that was bullshit. It was also based on mythology. Well, and Manu Raju was uh, talking about the uh, the uh, curse words <laughs> coming oh. out of the speaker's office. By the way, and then he moved into the speaker's office before they even elected him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, was, I mean, they I just mean, talk about the took the brooms thing. out from Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I was just like, seriously? Right now, House Republicans meeting behind closed doors to try to hash out who will be the next House Speaker. And boy, does it sound interesting behind those closed doors from what our reporters are finding. Interesting, a little bit of profanity. Yeah, a little heated. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd say, oh, to be a fly on the wall. But we sort of have those flies because our Hill team is so good. Uh, Here's a little bit of what Kevin McCarthy said just moments ago as he went into that meeting where, of course, remember, he's trying to sell himself one more time so that he can get enough votes to become speaker. Take a listen. fight for them, not for a few members here, to fight for their own person. This is about the country, and we'll have to show the difference. 
not about your personal grievances. It's about the yeah. country. CNN's Manu Raju live for us <laughs> on Capitol Hill. Um, McCarthy apparently raising his voice um, in a fiery speech. What more are you hearing? Yeah. Yeah, we're hearing things are getting very heated behind closed doors. Kevin McCarthy is essentially done. He's signaling with negotiating with this block of conservatives who are seeking a number of concessions to weaken the speakership, to empower them. He said he's gone so far and they have refused to get to yes. He's raising his voice. He's detailing everything that he has done. And he said, quote, I have earned this job. Now, he is also getting some pushback in the room. We are told from both our, our sources are telling our, our Capitol Hill team here that uh, Lauren Boebert, the Colorado Republican Congress woman said bullshit in response to what Kevin McCarthy said. Now, the one one aspect of it here is Kevin McCarthy is saying he is not going anywhere. If he does not get 218 votes on that first ballot at noon today, he's going to grind it out. He said that he's going to fight this going forward. And one of his allies, Congressman Dan Crenshaw, said those block of hardliners are not going to dig in as long as they are. He said they are, the McCarthy supporters are going to be more stubborn when it comes to this vote on the House floor. Listen. This handful of members is um, uh, very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. That, that's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in, in, in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. It's not, it's not true. They lost those debates. Yeah. That should have been the end of it, because that's how a team works, right? You hash this stuff out, you figure it out, and then you move on. But if you're a narcissist... If you're a narcissist and you believe that your opinion is so much more important than everyone else's, then you'll keep going. And you'll threaten to tear down the team for for the benefit of the Democrats just because of your own sense of self-importance. That's exactly what's happening here. We will not vote for anyone else but McCarthy. These people think they're stubborn or more stubborn. They think they're not going to get the communities they want. Well, obviously they won't, but it's going to be so much worse than that. You know, they are enemies now. They have, they have made it clear that they prefer a Democrat agenda than a Republican one. But right now, those conservative hardliners are not going anywhere. They say they have the votes to deny McCarthy the speakership. They're not moving off of it. And in response, we're told behind closed doors, one of McCarthy's allies threatened their committee assignments, saying they would not sit on key committees if they continue to oppose McCarthy. So still playing out behind closed doors as we head into this consequential vote within two hours. So who's more stubborn? Sounds like a game of chicken. Mano Roger, thanks so much. Yeah, from those doors you heard, fuck you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they always want to, they bring the Democrats in. Democrats were prepared just to sit there. Yep, and that's what they did. They knew what they had to do. They sat there and they sat there and they sat there and they shut up. Some of them tried to deal with some of those fools. Yep, and they voted. Maybe had a little more reason. I don't know. And they voted as a block for Joaquin right. Jeffries. Wait, every I need time. To ask this. I need to ask this. Wait, who's the majority in the House again? Why did the name, the word Democrat, even cross their lips? Mm -hmm. I know. Well, you know, and the thing was, is that you know, the the one guy that. The one congressman, the Republican that went on on TV and and basically was saying, "Okay, this is it. If these twenty are gonna, are not going to play ball, we have no other choice but to but to reach out to the Democrats to help us get a speaker elected and make nope. concessions to them." And that was why when, should they help? And that was when they caved. When that guy said that, when that congressman said that on TV, that 
was when those Republicans caved. And they only caved by voting present, all six of them. Right. They never they never voted for him at all. Present is not a vote. Right. But you literally don't have the cojones to realize the Democrats were not going to touch a freaking thing. Nope. Mm-hmm. Well, they were set. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had Jeffrey said this. Mr. Leader, if if you are looking for a willing partner and they approached you with a consensus candidate that is a Republican, but is more moderate, maybe open to negotiating with you and, and getting some of these legislative items accomplished, would members of your caucus be open to voting for a Republican that would be that type of consensus candidate? We are looking for a willing partner to solve problems for the American people, not save the Republicans from their dysfunction. <laughs> yes. We need a partner in exactly. governance to build upon the incredible progress that we made for the American people over the last few years. By the way, with a similar majority. But under the great leadership of Speaker Pelosi, Democrats united, progressives, New Dems, and Blue Dogs united, we accomplished extraordinary things on behalf of the American people. The American Rescue Plan saved the economy from a deep recession. Shots in arms, money in pockets, kids back in school. Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, creating millions of good-paying jobs for the American people, fixing our crumbling bridges, roads, tunnels, airports, our sewer and water systems, our mass transportation systems, and ensure high-speed internet access in every single community. Gun safety legislation for the first time in 30 years that will save lives and make our neighborhoods safer. The Chips and Science Act to bring domestic manufacturing jobs back home to the United States of America and the Inflation Reduction Act to strike a decisive blow against the climate crisis, set our planet on a sustainable trajectory forward, lower energy costs, strengthen the Affordable Care Act, lower health care costs, and drive down the high price of life-saving prescription drugs for millions of Americans. And those are just the highlights of what Democrats did with a similar narrow majority. So we're ready to get to work to build upon those accomplishments if we can find a partner willing to govern on behalf of the American people. Amen. Amen. Because he was the only one that made sense. Because <laughs> those speeches that the Republicans kept giving during their nominations, they were just like from like Earth Two. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, bullshit. this is just like no nowhere based in anything real. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, you know, and then Democrats kept talking about what they've done for the American people, and Republicans kept talking about what's in it for me. Right. Every time. Well, you know, uh, Kevin, I just saw a picture of him flashing, you know, showing everybody his new sign. I hope it's stuck up there with a couple of pieces of, of bubble gum so <laughs> that when he gets thrown out, they can just pull it off. No, you know, they use command strips. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are easy. You just pull them at the bottom and they come right down. Right. <laughs> so, and Joe, to set you up for the clown car here. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, 
Let's see. It was uh, CNN's Caitlin Collin and Michael Lawler here. It could get chaotic. We'll see what happens today. I do want to ask you before you go, you are from New York. George Santos, we've just confirmed this morning, CNN has confirmed that Brazilian authorities are reopening an investigation they have into him. He's already under investigation by local and federal prosecutors here in the United States. Is he a distraction from the Republican conference? Listen, his conduct uh, is embarrassing uh, and unbecoming. Uh, and it is certainly a distraction. Uh, there are multiple investigations, as you said. I have said he should cooperate fully with those investigations. Uh, his election has been certified, so he will be seated uh, in, in this uh, Congress. Um, but ultimately, uh, obviously, we will see what the investigations uh, come back with. Uh, there are numerous uh, investigations at federal, state, and local, uh, as well as international. Um, and it's just, it's very unfortunate uh, and disappointing. <gasps> yeah, maybe this week we'll see, uh, <laughs> we'll see the law enforcement come in and uh, pull George Santos or whatever his name is off, off the floor to be extradited to Brazil <laughs> to face charges for stealing an old woman's checkbook. <laughs> and, uh, and buying suits. <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah, well, you know, oh. actually, if if uh, if he did get arrested and uh, had to resign, and they had a special election, I bet you the person he beat could probably get their seat back now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a Democratic uh, stronghold where he got his uh, his seat. So I think the Democrat would win. Imagine they have one unfilled seat, right? The Democrats. So there's going to be two thirteen to two twenty two, right? Mm-hmm. So if Santos is put in jail in either the United States or Brazil <laughs> um, and they win that special election it would be 214 to 221 mm -hmm. leaving the Democrats what four votes yeah. from winning any vote mm -hmm. right. on the floor well, and the thing you got to remember the 222 includes McCarthy who doesn't vote on legislation the speaker doesn't vote right so it's really 221 right so, um, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Because even with the, with what they have now, which will be 213 to 222, uh, you can only lose four votes. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of moderate Republicans that are going to carry a grudge going forward. Well, I think, the, I think that realistically what's going to happen is the only way anything is going to get done. Anything. And the only thing I really think is going to get done, period, is appropriation bills because they don't have a choice. <laughs> You know, in mm -hmm. the next two years, that's all. That's all that's mm -hmm. going to get done, and they're going to have to get Democrats to help them pass it. There yeah. may be a delay on that because they need to. They may need to find another speaker, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and don't and don't forget about Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh. Right, Hunter Biden's laptop. <gasps> oh, got to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, no, that is just you know, absolutely the scandal of the year. But also keep in mind, they do want to cut Social Security. They do want to cut Medicare and Medicaid because, you know, they're entitlements. By the way, you, yeah, know what right. my, you know what my bio says on my account at Mastodon? <laughs> my bio description says, I couldn't care less about Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. so with that, Joe, are you ready to see what's happening down in the clown car garage? Okay. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Congressman who got elected 
from Long Island. Now we're learning that he's lied about his whole life, about his schools, jobs, grandparents he claimed were Holocaust survivors. Said he's out and gay, but forgot to mention his wife. Tons of things he's claimed about himself are for the birds. He dismisses outright lies as a poor choice of words. <laughs> now that he's been called out and his back's against the wall, his latest excuse is the most ludicrous of all. As accusations spray him like a siphon, he says he just forgot the hyphen. Jewish does not mean Jewish. What garbage, what chutzpah, what traif. After reports keep on busting him, the liar says trust in him. He can't claim he's Jewish and also Catholic. Plus, we heard him say he's a Jew. There's so much else we deserve to know. Like, where did he get his dough? Nothing he says is true. To claim he lost employees in a shooting's not just silly. It's offensive as can be. He's the political equivalent of Milli Vanilli. So perfect for the GOP. This schmuck, this pucks, this goniff is flakier than a kanish. His party from him won't quarantine unless he were a drag queen. And he's not Jewish. Just ish. Thank you, Lord Mayor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check out Lauren Mayer's new album that's out, too. <laughs> LaurenMayer.com. All right, Joe. <laughs> well, you know, so amidst all this shit show they called the 118th non-Congress, um, a thought occurred to me. Okay. Okay. If George Santos can be elected to the House of Representatives, why not me? Yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Vote for Joe. Vote for right? Joe. Joe for Congress. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, no, no, you don't want to want to jump the gun there. <laughs> uh, so I thought, therefore, I, I'm going to be announcing my intention to run for Congress in 2024 in whatever district in the United States I could dupe into believing that I was born and raised there. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, in that effort, I wrote a resume. And I'll just submit it to wherever I decide to run. <laughs> okay. Or wherever voters are gullible enough to fall for it. <laughs> and uh, most likely it's going to be New York's third congressional district because I think there's going to be a seat open. There. Right? <laughs> the vacancy. <laughs> a little bit. Well, you're only a couple hours from New York, right? That's right. So l- let me read my resume and, and see if you'd vote for me. Okay. I think I think you might. I was born in a year and date that would make me eligible for this seat in the United States of House Representative. <laughs> yeah. My father was of white, black, Native American, Asian, Eastern European, and kind of Jewish descent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My mother was born in Argentina and came to the United States as a child actress and was the first Gerber baby and was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> right. <laughs> My 12th great-grandparents on my mother's side escaped the great dinosaur extinction (laughs) and later escaped the eruption of Krakatoa. (laughs) Oh, jeez. 
<laughs> they later migrated to what is now the United Kingdom and became the great-grandparents of King Henry VIII. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. But they were ultimately beheaded during the French Revolution. Ah, okay. <laughs> My father died in childbirth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very and, my, interesting. <laughs> and my mother raised me as a single parent while holding down two jobs as an airline pilot and a double agent for the CIA. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was killed on the space shuttle Challenger. She also was killed at the World Trade Center during the 9-11 attack. Right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's spinning. Double in her, murder. She's spinning in her graves. There you so go. Yeah. <laughs> I attended all the great universities and colleges of the world and hold degrees from all of them. And since I attended using different names, they may not respond to inquiries about my attendance. (laughs) (laughs) By court order, my degrees are under seal. (laughs) Oh. I worked as an accountant at Enron and later as a bookkeeper for Bernie Madoff. (laughs) The counterfeiting charges in Bogota which my opponents claim exist, are politically motivated and were never proven. Okay. And I am mm-hmm. fighting extradition requests by Colombia. Oh. <laughs> Would that be also, the country of Colombia or the district of Colombia? Both. Both. <laughs> both. Also, that old lady rolled her own wheelchair into the traffic, and ah. I have no idea why I appeared as a beneficiary on her life insurance. Ah. Oh. <laughs> If elected, I promise to serve my full term unless some pending court cases that are basically witch hunts about hoax charges result in my incarceration. Also, I promise not to run again in 2026 due to the expiration of my work visa. Right. (laughs) Oh, God. So come on, New York Third. Give me a chance. Sure, I may may not be George Santos, but think of it. Is he? Yeah, right. Right. That's yeah, pretty spot on, Joe. <laughs> yeah, did you see he, he missed he missed his vote during the roll call? Because maybe when they said Santos, he forgot that was his name. Oh, Santos, was that, wait, was that the Jewish one or the Catholic one? Um, yeah, right. I saw a picture yesterday, and I don't know if it was Photoshopped or not. Uh, but um, it was one of the times he was voting for McCarthy, and he was holding up the white power signal sim- symbol. Oh no, yeah. no, that wasn't Photoshop. That was was that real? That was real. Well, it was real. I, you know, it's it contended been... whether what it, what he was doing, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. oh, his hand oh, may have Lord. just fallen like that. You never know. Oh, oh George, I say we George, just... George, George of the jungle. Yeah, he's we just, just he's just in deep doo doo. Just take him and match slap and put him in a room together. <laughs> yeah. In a few months, you're going to see that minority go from 213 to 214. Uh-huh. We can hope. Uh-huh. We can hope. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. That was great, Joe. That was great. You know, it is true. <laughs> I mean, really. It's like. I mean, make up anything. Like, who is he? He's gay. He's straight. He has a partner of the same sex, and he's married, and he's, but divorced. But, but maybe, but divorced, we don't know. maybe. We're not sure, and we We're don't know sure. if he was born where he was born. <laughs> His grandparents were Jewish, but they weren't. They right. were Jewish. <laughs> they leaned toward Jew, 
but they weren't Jewish. They were Jewish. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, after he was elected, before he came to Washington on Tuesday, he was living in in, uh, Queens. What was it? Queens with his sister. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, but he owns owns millions of dollars worth of real estate. Yeah. But his sister was was about to be thrown out. Because she hadn't paid her rent in a year. Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, it's just... What we, wait. But he oh. on his campaign three-quarters of a million dollars. But right. couldn't loan her money to pay her rent. Right. <laughs> Where he was living. <laughs> wow. Oh, Unbelievable. Brother. Just crazy. I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's just like I said. When they got up and they were giving their nomination speeches, I was just like... What what world are the these people living in? <laughs> no sense of reality at all, you know. Oh, and 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 you know what they need to do when they start these witch hunt hearings in the committees, like Fauci and and um, Hunter Biden and everything. They should just get their lawyers to go back to the committees and say, "Okay, we will respond to your subpoena in writing." Please submit your yeah. question. Please submit your questions in writing. We will provide written responses, and yep. that way they're not going to be dragged in front of the Fox News cameras, you know, and, and for for you know stunt to own the libs, you know. <laughs> First of all, haven't the Republicans taught us something that subpoenas mean shit? Well, that's it. Yeah, they don't mean anything to they them. Right. So and, so and so Fox okay. It's a subpoena, and he said no. Right. <laughs> I'm. Okay, I'm too old. Well, he well I'm, he I'm retired. Not, I'm not feeling well. He retired. Well, and at the Fauci's end of December. retired. He can just say, "I'm retired. I'm done. I don't do that season. job anymore." Right. No, but he did say that he will. Oh, Fauci. He said he will go up there and, and testify with, if they if they <sighs> if they subpoena him. So. Well, he's he's all indignant about the whole thing. I think maybe he could get over it. Yeah. Well, his like attorney it, should advise him not to bother. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if he's still at NIH or if he's fully retired because Yeah, he's fully retired. He well, retired completely. He's just Well, that's uh, that's what that's what the media is telling us, but the thing is is that scientists who are very noteworthy at NIH, <clears throat> a lot of times when they retire, they get what's called emeritus status. An uh, emeritus, yeah. And so they of still course. have they still get to keep an office and work there. <laughs> Right, and so if if that's the case, I don't know whether he would be com- required to respond to a subpoena. I would assume. Well, he, would. he required under the same thing as everybody else that didn't show up. Yeah, but no. If you're if you're a federal employee, if you're being paid by the government, you cannot. You have to respond to a subpoena in civil service. Right, Jim Jordan. Well, I'm not talking. I'm not talking <laughs> political. I'm yeah, talking right. about civil service. So. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I just say avoid, avoid, you know, don't give them what they want. That's all they want. They want show trials just like with Hillary and Benghazi. Yep, right. They, yeah. They want another Benghazi. They want, or they emails. want, they want clips for Fox News to play endlessly across the country. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. in Benghazi's case and, and in Hillary's case, they didn't get any clips except uh-uh. that embarrassed them. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so anyway, but oh and the, the other beautiful thing this week was watching Fox News have a meltdown. <laughs> oh. 
Did they melt down again? Oh, my God. They were having a conniption fit about those 20 Republicans that were voting against McCarthy. Oh, my God. They were, I mean, they were just doing everything they could to try and make them look bad to, to get them to, to, to give in. You know, Hannity and, and, and Carlson and what's her name? Tuckums. And uh, Aunt Laura Ingram and all them. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> they were just they were just beside themselves. <laughs> God, I don't I try not to watch those guys. Right. And then I mentioned this earlier and Lauren Boebert went on MSNBC. So I've said from oh. the beginning that my hard line was the motion to vacate single member motion to vacate. You cannot demand more responsibility and less accountability. And. Kevin McCarthy was taking the path of Nancy Pelosi and following her precedence uh, with the motion to vacate. We were just told when we left this door, we will give you single member motion to vacate just today. That was the starting point for negotiations. That was the starting point to everything that we are wanting to transform the way Washington, D.C. operates. If you go to the American people and ask them if Congress is doing a good job, if they like the way things are run in Washington, D.C., you're probably going to get a big hell no. We want to change the way things are done here. We didn't offer up a personal wish list. We were told to provide lists of what members need to be seated on what committees. And we did exactly that. And then there were amazing items that were listed as well for our border security, for term limits. Just bring the bill to the floor so we can have a vote on term limits. That's what the majority of Americans want to see in Congress. We, uh, we said that any amendment that reduces the national debt needs to be made in order. This is not a personal wish list. This is not something that is unreasonable. This is just for the American people. This is fair for the American people. And so now here we are being sworn at instead of being sworn in. Oh, oh, is it nothing new? And we could have had this solved months ago. I have been working every day to unify the Republican Party for the American people. And yesterday we had a deal that was not a selfish deal in any way for Kevin McCarthy to get him the gavel on the first ballot. And he eagerly dismissed us. Oh, I have such a headache listening to that woman. <laughs> I say just put her and Marjorie Taylor Greene in the same room and let them pull each other's hair out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Friday night at the end of the evening, they were sitting on each side of Matt Gates. And I thought, there we go. There you go. Curly Larry and Moe. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Oh. T. What was your favorite? What was your favorite moment? It was the thank you speech from McCarthy that apparently he had been holding on in his hot, sweaty little palm since Tuesday to oh. thank Donald J. Trump for his mm, support. Yes. Oh, wasn't that a bonus? Well, and you know the thing is with with those speeches they were giving. Oh, my God. You know, oh, the border crisis. Oh, my God. The open borders and this and that and the Biden administration. You know, that's a that's just it's bullshit. It's bullshit because ain't nothing happened at the border. It didn't happen under Donald Trump. <laughs> right. Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah. 
It's just, it's you just, you know, he's oh. down there now. He, he just, the plane just landed. Yep. Yeah. Well, the only reason he went down there is because they've been hounding him to do it. You know, first right. of all. Well, he's been a little busy. First of all, as far as immigration is concerned, it's been a problem for 30 years. Or more. The, or more. the last president to sign immigration reform passed by Congress was who? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. Right. Since then, it's been a shit show down on the border. And whose fault is it? Ronald Reagan. <laughs> well, no, it was, it's Republicans because they it's like abortion. The worst thing they did was catch the car. They got what they wanted with Dobbs, and now they don't know what to do with it. You know, the dog catching the car. Mm-hmm. Right. Now what? Because they don't want the repercussions from what they've done. Right. And it's the same thing with, with, with immigration reform. They won't remember in 2014 when they lost the midterm elections. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. how how our I'm sorry 2012 when they lost the presidential election, and they said we had and they did their autopsy and they said we have to and 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 uh, it was little Marco down in Florida who said we have to sit down with the Democrats and really hammer out immigration reform and he came up with a a broad framework. And then backed out because his uh, constituents uh, jumped all over him, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But if the Republicans wanted to solve the problem, they sit down with Democrats and let's hammer out a solution. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no 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 one's contending there isn't a problem down there. The problem is that they don't want to solve it. They want it as a grievance item. Right. Well, that's just it. I mean, <clears throat> they could sit down and try to hammer out a solution. Mm-hmm. But the Republicans in the Senate would never let it get 60 votes. Never once. They, because Republicans don't want a solution. They right. want the issue. They want the issue. They want to keep whining about it, but they don't want to do anything about it. Right. Because you know the cause, first of all, the basic cause of of this these of this mass immigration is the conditions in some of those Central American countries. Yeah. So the first thing we, that we have to grapple with is how do we help those countries become more economically viable and better to live in so people don't want to leave? Now, that's a problem, and I, I don't know what the solution is there, but that's the crux of the problem right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second of all, uh, we have a glut of asylum seekers who have a constitutional right to seek asylum and have their day in court and we don't have the judges down there to clear the docket and and let's face it these are just administrative judges these mm-hmm. are just lawyers appointed by the government to go down there and hold hearings and say yay or nay and either send them back to their country and or or accept them as asylum 95% are sent back to their country right mm-hmm. okay so let's fund the judges, and get that docket cleared mm-hmm. so we don't have people sitting around in freezing temperatures in inhuman conditions so they waiting for their hearing. Right. Okay. Yep. So that's, that's item number two. And item number three on immigration is that we do need to fund border control, but we have to have humane border control. Yeah. We can't be going down there and say, well, let's just send the National Guard and shoot them as they come across the border. So, I mean, 
I mean, if you want to, to meet a, 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 a consensus, we'll fund your border police and border security, and you fund our judges. Mm-hmm. And you commit yourself to at least studying how we can help those countries become more livable for the people who want to leave there so they don't have to. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole thing... You it's know, complex. The, the most disgusting thing I, I saw over the holidays was, you know, this picture of Greg Abbott with his family sitting around the Christmas tree. You know, meanwhile, while he's dumping, you know, migrants off in, in minus 25 degree wind chill in right Washington, D.C., right in front of, right in front of Kamala yeah. Harris's, you know, right. the vice president's mansion. Right. That accomplishes nothing. Right. Sit down and talk to us about the problem. Okay, mm-hmm. that's like that's how you solve it, right? Not by dumping by using people as as human pawns. Yeah. Well, and then Joe. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, and if I may say one thing, the reason Joe Biden is down there is because there are several presidents from around the world. They're holding a committee meeting there. Last time he sent Kamala. This time he went. Mm-hmm. He's not just right. going down there just to stand it. Say, yep, that's a border. No, he's got meetings lined up. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah he, he was met right off the plane by Abbott, you know, in his wheelchair. Too bad there wasn't a cliff. Mm. Yeah, right. Well, and uh, Joy Reid pretty much uh, nailed it here. But just for, for, for the moment, let's just go through very quickly. I'll give each of you guys a minute. Mm-hmm. Who have they got to as backup? Steve Scalise. Jim Jordan, who got the second most mm-hmm. votes in the Republican conference for speaker today, even though he has said he doesn't want he doesn't it. Have 200. There's no 218 uh, votes for that guy. Nope. And the minute he became speaker, the next day, the George Clooney executive produced documentary about what he did when he was assistant coach in Ohio and all of yeah. those young men were assaulted is coming out. Becomes <laughs> so he, he doesn't want to be speaker for good reason. And that's why right. I think Scalise is probably the most likely candidate. David Duke without the baggage. Because Scalise now, understand too, the biggest issue with McCarthy is that this is a guy who stands for nothing. He's all things to all people all the time. With Scalise, the Republican conference believes is ideologically consistent. Mm -hmm. They know who he is. There is a consistency in the leadership there. He has already been elected to leadership multiple times. They feel more comfortable with him. The biggest issue with McCarthy is trust. He has to go and raise money. Steve Scalise, if he's the the, the speaker, um, longtime political reporter claims that when she first met Scalise, when David Duke was a state representative, Scalise, who's from Louisiana as well, told her, I was like David Duke without the baggage. Uh, Roll call, the interview. Scalise claimed in 1999 that he embraced many of the same conservative views as David Duke, but is more viable. Scalise appeared at a white supremacist event led by a group founded by David Duke. Chip Roy, who gave a speech today, gave a lovely speech in, 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 in for McCarthy. That's the guy who endorsed lynchings in Texas. The bench is rotten. There you have it. Boy. Um, Chip Roy. <laughs> yeah, Chip Roy. He's a piece of work. Yeah. Byron Donalds. <laughs> right. Matt Gates. Jim Jordan. <laughs> All of them. Lauren Bobert. <laughs> yeah, line them up. Wow. <laughs> but seriously, I I was surprised that that Scalise's name never came up once during the voting. Maybe right. the, maybe that uh white supremacist background is why. You I know? don't know. He he didn't obviously he didn't want it. No. <laughs> Who would want that job, really? No, I wouldn't <laughs> want that job. The thing I the thing is, you know, you remember when Steve Scalise was shot 
at that yep. base, baseball game. My thought was, is I thought he would wake up out of that and be a better person. I think yeah, he's even no. worse. He's worse than I before. Think he's worse. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So Yeah, he skipped death once. Yeah. And then we saw uh Donald Trump got the loneliest vote. <laughs> oh in in one, the world. One is the loneliest number. Yeah. Yes, the loneliest number. <laughs> well, he you know, he did he's was still there, so Made him feel real good and, you know, all warm and glowy all over. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the, 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 Chris Jansing pointed out the contrasting uh, what was going on in the House floor and then Biden and uh, President Biden and, and Mitch McConnell going going to that bridge. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. A lot of that going on, and we're going to go back to it. But we also want to take you uh, to Covington, Kentucky. Uh, there you see Joe Biden. Mitch McConnell is there as well. Uh, governors from different parties, Republican, Democrat. The juxtaposition, I think, uh, probably, Peter, couldn't be better for the Democrats, basically showing Americans this is how a functioning government works, Right. Yes, exactly. And that's certainly the point that President Biden would like to get across today. He, of course, for two years has positioned himself as the person, the, the leader who can cut through uh, the partisan, uh, you know, uh, gridlock at times and at times reach across the aisle and make some deals as he did with infrastructure. That's what they're there to celebrate today. The uh, rebuilding of this bridge that's been so widely discussed between uh, Ohio and Kentucky, being there with Mitch McConnell, being there with Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, the Republican governor of Ohio is meant to say, as you, exactly as you said, this is how government works. And the contrast uh, from the floor of the House right now, very, very stark. Yeah, I, if I can, I want to play a little sound from Joe Biden earlier today when he was asked about this. Well, okay. Do we have it? I don't think we. Okay, here it is. That's not my problem. I just think it's a little embarrassing it's taking so long in the way they're doing with one another. And the rest of the world's looking. They're looking at, you know, can we get our act together? And, uh, but uh, I, what I focus on is getting things done. The other interesting thing about this, Peter, is that what they got done and what Republicans like Mitch McConnell, who are seeing lots of money go into their states, are happy they got done, that Ohio is happy about, very Republican, very red state, is exactly the thing that a lot of these folks who are trying to stop Kevin McCarthy from being speaker, who are very unhappy with the Republicans, who believe that too much has been given away. That's exactly the kind of legislation they're not happy about, Peter. There you go. And that's exactly what's going to happen in the vote on the rules on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Why it's going to take another week to get the House rules passed. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> You know, he gave away the store to the 20 crazies and the rest of the Republicans are like, I'm not agreeing to that. <laughs> you know, <sighs> it's just going to be a shit show. <laughs> yes. Wow. Oh, mercy. And Joe, did you see uh, Trump released a new NFT? No. Oh, goody. Did you, did you see that? <laughs> no. 
Did you see? You didn't see the picture of him. He he sent out on his uh, trough essential after after he received the loneliest vote <laughs> for House Speaker. Another NFT? No, it wasn't really an NFT. But he tweeted or he posted a picture of himself photoshopped into the Speaker's chair with his tongue sticking out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's palatable. <laughs> oh wow! And rubbing his belly. They need to go back in there and spray. Well, Denver Rickleman was on with Dana Bash talking about it. An image of him as Speaker of the House rubbing his belly and sticking out his tongue is not helpful. I would think that's probably not the way I would professionally do any type of uh, negotiation. Um, but I think that I think what we have right now, though, he's his comms guys are trying to take advantage of this. I don't know if there's calls going on behind this, but that is just Trump trying to stay in the public you know, spotlight right now. It's going on. And I was going to say this earlier. You're not hearing any other name that are, that that's uh, wanting to run for president out there right now. It's only been Trump surrounding this. You haven't heard DeSantis. You haven't heard anybody else's name. I think Trump's trying to capitalize on this. And by the way, he'll take credit if McCarthy loses. You know, he'll say, "Hey, McCarthy just wasn't strong enough. He was too weak." But if there's some negotiation, he's going to take credit that somehow he was behind the negotiation. He'll put something out like that. People are going to be happy. People will fundraise off of it. It's a win-win for Trump, and it's also completely uh, unserious. In what world, though, is this e- even in? Donald Trump's world where everything is a win, there's no way that he can paint this as a win. Oh, I, I, this I, is, oh, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. Lost, he's lost influence. He's, he has endorsed McCarthy. Mm-hmm. He's making calls, whether or not he's pushing or not, he's making calls and we've reported it. I was just talking to somebody who had talked to him uh, recently who said he's continuing to make calls. This is proof that he is a loser again. Well, I think, you know, what's amazing, I think the last poll had him up behind 44 to 40 on Biden, you know, with 42, 42 DeSantis and, uh, and Biden. But he wants to win the meme wars, you know, and we looked at disinformation. He sort of wins the meme wars when you're going out into all the social media. And, and, and honestly, that's how his guys sort of react. And I think that's what they do is they try to leverage every bit of this to make him look like a winner through memes. There's, yeah. He just looked like an idiot. And then they had to call him after, really, finally, after the 15th ballot. <laughs> and Marjorie Jeez. Taylor Greene's holding up her phone with a call to Donald Trump. Really? <laughs> yeah, and then Kevin McCarthy has to thank him for being so supportive. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, until he throws yeah. him under the bus. <laughs> right. Oh, yes, under the bus. Mm. <laughs> Because let me tell you, McCarthy will throw him under the bus just as fast as Trump will throw McCarthy. Right. So that's what you get. So yeah. Ah, uh, so did you guys see Chris Wallace was on with Stephen Colbert this week, uh, Joe? Yeah, he was. Did you watch that, Joe? Yes, I did. Yes. Well, you know, I think who enjoyed this week the most was Nancy Pelosi. Yes. <laughs> just sitting, her sitting there with. Uh, Fran, uh, Maxine Waters. <laughs> oh, just watching it all play out. <laughs> uh, Chris, it's so it's lovely to have you here because uh, who, who would I more want on uh, on day three of Kevin McCarthageddon? Have you, you ever as seen you, anything like this? As you called it, yes, in your mo- monologue, uh, Christmas for Stevie. You 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 could not be happier, could you? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, the country, we, of we literally do not have fantastic. one half of one third of the government in operation. And for you, it is, look at you. <laughs> you're just, you're just, well, I just, it just, it just says to me that there is such a thing as uh, a God who pays attention 
to people like Kevin McCarthy, who are overt hypocrites, who clearly sold their soul for political power and get nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Right? It just makes me happy that there, that there is such a thing as karma. How about that? I have an interesting story to tell you. I came up on the train today oh, okay. from... That's the end of the story. No, from from DC, I'm gripped from DC to New York. And when I got to New York, I happened to bump into Nancy Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra. Alexandra, exactly. Well, she's got other daughters, but it was Alexandra. In any case, we both agreed this would never have happened under Nancy Pelosi because Nancy Pelosi had one rule, which was if you don't have the votes, you don't go to the floor. So she simply would have said, well, the House is in recess. We're going to wait. That she would not have had 10 votes, which is what we're at as we speak right now. Right, and he's where lost you go 10. down. And incidentally, there is yes. a possibility they may have to keep voting because they, Kevin McCarthy, may not have enough votes to adjourn till tomorrow. Right, because the Democrats wanted to keep going because it's as, embarrassing Kevin McCarthy and, 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 it's, and it's pleasing you. Me, exactly. And, and the anti Kevin <laughs> people want to please you. No, that's not true. No. But in any case, there are only 200 votes, so they may stay in there forever just voting over and over again. Is there, is there a, let's see, is there an end game here? Do you think he's got any plan? Because what more can he give away? They've reduced the size of that speaker's chair with all the things that he's given up. And he's like, I'll lop off anything to fit in that chair at this point. Well, and, and look, that's the real point. <laughs> it's, at some point, we're going to get a speaker. And, you know, as bad as it seems right now, it's going to be forgotten what we went through in the first week of January. But there's going to be a Republican who's going to be running the House. And with all of the things that Kevin McCarthy has given away, can the House do anything? For instance, they're going to have to, at some point, uh, pass a budget to keep the government funded. They're going to, at some point, have to raise the debt limit mm-hmm. or we go into default. There's every, if they can't elect a speaker, what makes you think they're going to be able to take the tough votes to actually keep the government in operation? There you have it right there. Hey, yeah. man. Amen. That's it. I mean, and that's why I said that's when Kevin's speakership is going to end, is when he has to override those 20 crazies and force the vote to the floor in order to save the the world economy from crashing by defaulting on the debt. You know? To be continued. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll see what happens this week with the Rules Committee. Yep. Uh, but you know what? The best thing I saw this week was Pete Buttigieg on Fox News. <laughs> Did you see this? Oh, oh no. Oh yes. Bet Brett Bear was trying to get him and he just smacked him down. Uh, you also brought oh, your husband, uh, Chaston, on a military aircraft to attend a sporting event in Netherlands. Um, have, oh. was that <laughs> That's re- what it's been to put on. No, no, no. But I mean, was that reimbursed? Because that was one of the controversies. Of course not. Price. I led a presidential delegation to support American wounded warriors and injured service members, the Invictus Games, as has been tradition for many years. I led the American delegation as one of the great honors of my time in this job. And the diplomatic protocol on a presidential delegation is that the principal is often accompanied by their spouse. It was a great trip. It was incredible. It was also a few weeks into the Ukraine war. So we had a chance at the U.S. Embassy to engage with the Ukrainian competitors, also wounded service members. Some of them went from the games back to the battlefield to fight for their country. I also took the opportunity to sit with the Prime Minister of the Netherlands to look at port infrastructure, Dutch port infrastructure. But here's what I want you to understand. Before me, uh, it was the Secretary of the Army under President Trump who took that trip with his wife. 
Before that, it was Mrs. Trump as first lady who went to the Invictus Games. Uh, before that, Mrs. Obama did the same thing. Sure. And I guess the question on my mind is, if no one's raising questions about why Secretary Esper and his wife led that delegation, no, not, and as well they should have, then why is it any different when it's me and my husband? Understood. Boom! <laughs> Jeez! There you go. Do they forget the little detail that they're married? Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean you mean you mean uh, you don't treat gay people the same as straight people? <laughs> well, they obviously not, huh? <laughs> That's that sucks. Yeah, but he really put him in his place, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, well, he he doesn't he doesn't put up with a lot of stuff. They they forget that as a very smart young man, yes. very smart, and people don't get past him. Yes, T. What were you going to say there? And I'm very smart, and he is military, and he knows every point that they're trying to make. And I love the fact that he checked him on that. Well, I love the right. fact that they keep inviting him back on Fox News, and he keeps doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every time he's, he's on, go too, because he has something to say. Yeah, so so with that, TP, tell, tell people where they can check you out. Little me. Little oh, you. you can find me over on the Tickety Talk, uh, T Brown 105, or YouTube, Tea Time with T. All right. Uh, I'll be watching. I always do. And Kathy? Yeah, I'm still, like I said, on, on uh, that other place, you know, the birdie thing. Mm-hmm. And then Mastodon, and let's remember to never forget on Facebook. All right. All thank right. you for having me. Thank you, thank you, Kathy. And Joe? Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at Marnus3. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and on WordPress, jsanthorsa.wordpress.com, where we have the Clown Car Update every week. And Friday night, 7 to 10 Eastern, I'm on a show called It Came From Cleveland. All right, and you can follow me on the Mastodon at Tim Cormel at Mastodon.lol and on, not on the Twitty, but on uh, Facebook or Instagram. But like I said, the only thing I'll ever look at on Instagram is uh, crazy cat videos. But you know, Joe, uh, my birthday's coming up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I happen to notice, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I'm going to be 57. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a couple months my facebook and instagram feeds are full of erectile dysfunction ads <laughs> oh. <laughs> well when you get to be my age they don't bother <laughs> i'm just like seriously they do prostate cancer huh? seriously uh, something like that <laughs> seriously yeah. and the best thing is, is i just started reading the comments on it and they're hilarious <laughs> oh. oh my god <laughs> Apparently, uh, it must be some algorithm. <laughs> Could be. Either that or you're going to get the, the, the one with the, the crooked carrot. Right? The yeah, the crooked carrot. Com. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. And uh, so with that, we'll close out with Lauren's uh, new – oh, she's got a new album out. Dropped over the ho- uh, just for the holidays. Uh, if you go to Lauren, Ma- uh, the the show notes timgorman.com, There's a link for Lauren Mayer's merchandise shop, where you can buy the the uh, the album. You can either get it in a CD, you can get it autographed, or you can just get it in digital. It's up to you. But this is a, this song is from her new album. I believe in Gavelta Fish. <laughs> so with that, Lauren, take it away, and we will see you all soon. 
the day after my younger son's bar mitzvah He said he was done with organized religion No going to temple, sorry ma I said fine since according to Jewish law You're a man now, so you can handle any quandary It also means you're old enough to do your own laundry And that was that, till a couple years later When I said this year we're not doing a Seder He said but we got ahead when I asked why This was his reply I don't believe in God, but I believe in gefilte fish And in our traditions, even for an atheist Our cultural legacy can't be dismissed You might think it's odd to be that attached to a dish That's so slimy and squishy But it's part of what makes me feel Jewish So I believe in bagels and gefilte fish I said, oh, I get it, I see what you're needing But is being Jewish all about eating? He said, not really, though, you gotta admit Our food is great and there's a lot of it But all of the rituals we've amassed Give me a connection to our past It makes me feel part of a special group Of folks who know the meaning of chicken soup Speaking of which, Mom, yours is a winner So could you make some for dinner, please? I don't believe in God, but I believe in matzo balls and noodle kugel and rugelach with that sugar coating. Jewish food is perfect for carb loading. I've realized that a nice big slice of fresh baked challah hits my amygdala with a kind of warm nostalgic swish. Yeah, I believe in challah and gefilte fish. And I said, but gefilte fish, I can't understand why you demand it. I thought you couldn't stand it. He said I can handle it once a year with a bit of horseradish, just a schmear. So come on, Mom, let's hold our noses and wash it down with manischewitz and moroses. I don't believe in God, but I believe in gefilte fish. And in our traditions, this stuff's what makes me feel like a Jew. It's not just the food, it's the rituals too. The holidays I grew up with are part of my DNA. And that's why I'm saying, I hope you'll grant me this one wish. Let's have a Seder with plenty of to fill to fish. I believe in celebrating holidays and to fill to fish. I believe in singing Dianu and hiding off the Coleman and Cap